Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. I'm Sarah and today I'm going to be talking about my first couple of hours foray into a new game featuring witchcraft and honestly I didn't think it was a game that I would ever play because on the surface of it it is everything that I dislike about games. It's a stealth game, it's first person only, it's developed by Bethesda and uh, yeah all of those things make it something that I never would have looked at previously but when I was uh, looking around at witches and witchcraft in games I was just sort of googling around and it turns out this game features not only witchcraft but also various other different kinds of magic and arcane powers so it made it to the top of my list and so I recently bought a copy and I'm talking of course about Dishonored um, which is a game developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda. So a little bit about why this isn't a game that I would normally play. Uh, I don't really like games that are in first person. I like third person because it feels like I have more control over the character. My sense of direction is also terrible and third person really helps with remembering how you got into a room and how you plan to leave it and what that room generally looks like. Whereas in first person I tend to find myself like, whirling around and not really being sure where anything is and I lose my way really fast. So that's not ideal. Uh, for that reason I don't really get on with Bethesda games in general. I've previously tried to play Oblivion, Skyrim and Fallout 3 because they're all games that on the surface of them I'd be really interested in. They have um, fantasy elements in obviously Oblivion and Skyrim and sort of the post-apocalyptic world of Fallout is, is something that I'm very interested in. I've read a lot about of the sort of expanded universe stuff. The actual games I cannot play because they're first person, they're quite a lot of focus on combat and very heavy RPG elements which involves a lot of like numbers and working out how to do things on a menu system that I just find really confusing. So I've never been able to play those for more than like an hour before just throwing the towel and going you know what I'm going back to Fable and Dragon Age and maybe I'll wait for Bioware to get on a post-apocalyptic nuclear fallout game. I also hate stealth games because I'm not that stealthy. I'm not very good at um, games that require like sneaking around and not being noticed by people. I have recently gotten into playing the Assassin's Creed series. I'm playing it backwards though. So I've started with Syndicate and went back to like Unity and Black Flag and I've only just played uh, Assassin's Creed 2. But the thing about those is that it doesn't necessarily force you to be stealthy all the time. As long as you have upgraded your skills and you're carrying enough health potions and stuff, you can just kind of hack people to bits when you need to escape from a situation. Also, you don't ever really have to get as close to your targets. You can just kind of sneak onto a rooftop nearby and hit them with a poison dart and then run away. And generally, I find that better. Also, you play those games in third person, which is much more helpful with all like the climbing and sneaking around. With all that being said, you probably think if you've played any of Dishonored or know about it, that this would be a game that I would absolutely hate and would struggle to get into. But so far, and I'm like two hours in, I'm really enjoying it with a few notable issues. So the version I have is not the Dishonored that was released in 2012 for the Xbox 360. I have the Definitive Edition, which was re-released for the Xbox One, because I couldn't be bothered to faff around getting all the downloadable content together after the fact of buying the game. And that downloadable content involves a storyline which is The Brigmore Witches, which I felt would be quite relevant to the subject matter that I'm looking at it for um, for this podcast. Uh, so far, I haven't gone much into the story, um, in case you don't know 
a lot about the story. Um, you play as a guy called Corvo Atano, and your job is basically bodyguard of the empress of this kind of pseudo-Victorian, slightly steampunk universe uh where i think we're basing like maybe a city that's like london because everyone seems to be british um but it's not called london and basically you've gone away to try and find a cure for the rat plague which is not the bubonic plague but is a slightly larger issue uh, and you've come back to see the empress and her lovely little daughter and within 12 seconds of you re uh, resuming your duties as her bodyguard she is fucking brutally murdered right in front of you and then people rush in and go he did it and then you're arrested uh, and those people know that you didn't do it because they hired somebody to kill the empress because they wanted to seize control and so you are forced to escape from prison and join up with a group of kind of revolutionary people who hide out in a pub and they don't really like the people who are in charge now and they want you to assassinate a bunch of them and help find the empress's daughter who's been kidnapped so that i guess she can assume the throne and get things back to how they were that's basically the only plot that i've played through so far um i've also gone to sleep in this little hideout i've woken up and spoken to a guy called the outsider who is a very creepy gentleman with black eyes kind of like a demon uh and he gave me a magical thing on my hand that now gives me magic powers and because i like magic powers i'm not going to examine that too closely or find out what he wants because I don't want him to take them away. So far, um, I'm not really enjoying the game being in first person. It's a bit difficult to do a lot of the like climbing around and stuff because I feel like I have quite a wide base because my base is the bottom of the screen and it's not like little feet sneaking. It's like I'm just a wide rectangle that's sliding seamlessly across the scenery and I, I will never just, I will never be able to get past that. But aside from that, the combat mechanics are refreshingly quite simple. You use left bumper to switch between magic powers and using various uh, ranged weapons. So you've got a crossbow that fires darts and you've got a gun. And then in your right hand, you have a sword and you use right trigger to wave that around and right bumper to block sword attacks. Uh, and that sword is also your um, like up close assassination weapon because it kind of folds in on itself and becomes like shorter and like a little knife which is quite cool uh, so I'm not having so many problems with that having said that I do have the game set on easy because I thought I've never played a game like this before and I don't want to be overly challenged the magic powers that I've unlocked so far are blinking which is really useful it's basically it's it has a finite range on it but you look at a ledge or something and you can put this little blue blob on it and then you release the trigger button and you zip over there and no one can see you in the intervening time uh, this consumes mana but not like a huge amount so you can do it quite a lot um, and it's really useful for moving between cover uh, moving up to tops of buildings uh, it annoys me that um, there are like barred areas with literal iron bars and obviously I can see in there but I can't blink in there which I think is a bit limiting uh, and a bit annoying but Otherwise, I'm enjoying my ability to blink. I also have a power which lets me see through walls, which is very similar to Assassin's Creed Eagle Vision. So I'm enjoying that immensely because it means that while I'm cowering behind a box, I can see what everyone else is doing. And the other power that I've gotten so far is Possession, which I can use to apparently like control dogs and rats and small animals in the environment. I didn't realise that this meant that I was literally fully in that 
animal and that if that animal went to a different place then I could pop out of them and be a man again uh, I thought it was like um similar games have had like similar ideas in them like uh the one that's popping into my head now is second sight on the ps2 uh, but that was very much like you were psychically controlling that person you weren't actually them so it took a little while to get used to how that worked but that is also a nice power to have and the the use of them is really interesting uh, i also have a magic heart with some steampunk shit stuck in it and uh, this is to help me locate runes and bone charms uh, runes you use to purchase and upgrade your magic powers and bone charms are like little equipable um things that give you a little boost in certain areas uh, they're sort of like the rings and accessories that you can use in uh, games like dragon age where they give you like more resistance to certain things or they make certain powers more effective like i've got one that makes me swim slightly faster which is appreciated because i hate video game water at the best of times and first person is just much more scary than i had previously thought so there's already been quite a lot of discussion of magic in the game aside from like the magic powers that i have um, there's also been talk of how the rat plague is maybe caused by black magic and I found some um, like diary entries like flavor text that you find around the place um, which refers to granny rags who's one of the first NPC characters that I've met uh, and says that she came across like black magic in another country and came back and she started creating bone charms and various like different magical things and that she may have killed her husband and carved his bones into different things which is very weird um, but generally there is quite an idea that this universe is one where technology and, and magic are very much at odds and uh, they're kind of like different forces like I get the feeling that the guys who are currently in charge they don't really like witchcraft uh, and they're very much into technology and very much against anything that comes from the outsider and the void at present I've only done uh, the opening mission where you obviously escape from prison and then at the pub they told me to go and assassinate this guy so I was like cool I'll go do that and I did do that and I went snuck through the places um, leading up to his base uh, I wasn't that successful at sneaking I did have to like kill a lot of people uh, I got to the end assassination did that escaped to the boat that was going to take me back to the base and then the game graded me on how well I'd done and it told me I'd killed 27 people and that I had high chaos um, and I realised um, by talking to my brother who's previously played the game that high chaos is not good basically uh, the game has decided that instead of having like a moral choice thing where if you're stealthy and don't kill anyone then you're a good person and if you kill a lot of people you're a bad person it's basically just decided to uh, do away with that and say that you are more chaotic or less chaotic and essentially that will change the game later on and make it a bit more difficult I guess because there'll be like more guys for me to fight um, and also leaving more dead bodies around attracts rat swarms and things that are called weepers which I thankfully have not encountered yet because they sound terrifying the rat swarms are part of the rat plague there are occasionally like one or two rats around and they don't bother you they're just like there but after a while of there being corpses around like large groups of like 20 rats will appear and they will piranha that corpse down in seconds and if you get near them they will attack you like a lot and it's quite scary because they're just like jumping at your little first person face and trying to eat your nose which I, I, I don't appreciate so once I'd 
obviously read that and I was like, oh shit, I did kill like nearly 30 people, including the one guy that I was actually meant to kill. Um, and I didn't actually do any of the other secondary objectives out there. I hadn't gone to meet Granny Rags at her flat, which was like one of the optional objectives. So there's an option once it's graded to you to just restart the mission and play it again, which I did. Uh, and I'm currently halfway through doing that and I've gone to meet Granny Rags. I've done various secondary objectives for her, uh, explored the environment a bit more, found a few more runes than I had previously, um, and I've generally been a bit more sneaky and I'm going up on rooftops and using Blink a lot more to like not be seen by as many people, and I am trying to um, not be seen, which has led to some frustrating situations where I have been seen and I've just had to reload my save because I couldn't run away and would die without killing people. Not being able to kill people is like my main gripe with the game at the moment. Uh, in Assassin's Creed you get sort of told off and occasionally desynchronized, which is the Assassin's Creed word for game over, uh, if you kill civilians who are just walking around. But bad guys, like as in people with weapons who will discover you and try to kill you, you can kill like it's open season on French revolutionaries. Um, and the the game doesn't like mark you down for that. It doesn't generally make the game any harder or any more easy. Uh, if you've got like a reasonably high level weapon and enough health potions and smoke bombs, etc., you can pretty much just do whatever you want and be as direct or as stealthy as you want to be. So in Assassin's Creed, it's perfectly acceptable to like sneak across the rooftops, to drop assassinations on people, and just generally pick them off one by one, like you're a really super stealthy vampire and then you get to your target and you can kill them however you want. With the Dishonored game it's not just don't get discovered, don't get into combat and don't have to kill like five guys because I can kind of understand how that is not something the game would want you to do but even if you get into a, like a really secret sneaky spot and you want to do a drop assassination on someone which the game allows you to do um, that will count against you in terms of chaos uh, killing anyone no matter how sneakily or stealthily you've done it is bad apparently um which i'm having real issues with because i just don't like it that much um but i'm sure i can get past it and it is sort of challenging me in a different way in that it's not like the gameplay is difficult it's just challenging me to i guess try harder i did find out recently um i was reading some reviews of the game to find out like what extra content if any i got with the definitive edition instead of just like the um DLC packs. Apparently you also get like the four pre-order bonuses that were available across like the different I guess platforms that you could get the game on originally but you get all of them at once so after you've had your first little sleep at the outlaw pub you get um, visited by the outsider and you wake up and your room is full of these like statuettes and bone charms which were like everywhere and I was like okay why are all these here and it turns out that they are there because I have the the enhanced edition like definitive edition so i picked all those up and i was really confused because initially it says you can only have three bone charms active at once but i'm allowed to have seven straight off because i have these bonuses uh, and i also got uh, like a bunch of really good bone charms so there's ones that as i said make you swim faster that like make you harder to be detected uh, and let you recover health when you drop assassinate people which you know you're not allowed to do because the game says that that's bad and you also get like a lot of extra money which is super helpful because sleep darts are my friend and i love them a lot but they are expensive 
apparently there's been no like graphical upgrading or anything between the 360 edition and the definitive edition that I have. Having said that, the game doesn't look terrible at all. It looks like it could have been released on the Xbox One. There are occasional like little bits of like texture and stuff that looks a little bit dated, but most of the characters are in this weird kind of exaggerated caricature style i guess you could say it kind of reminds me of like games like psychonauts where it's slightly cartoonish but still realistic um so it, it does still look pretty good um although i'm glad that because i haven't seen like one attractive character in the whole game so far so i'm really glad that in that sense that it is first person because i don't really want to see what i look like under my weird clockwork mask one of the things that bothers me about the mask though is that you're given it because it's like oh okay you need this mask because people are going to be looking for you because you're like public enemy number one Corvo so I'm like okay gimme put that on my face and then walking around everyone just attacks you anyway and it's like but I'm just a guy I'm not even crouching I don't have a weapon out you shouldn't really know straight away that I'm a baddie but you do so why am I wearing this mask don't know uh, so far I've been really impressed with like the voice acting in the game because they've got some pretty big names like I instantly recognised uh, Brad Dariff who plays the guy who like um, does all your upgrades and you can buy sleep darts from him so he's like my best friend now um, he's obviously the voice of Chucky from Child's Play so pretty memorable voice and also Susan Sarandon who is the voice of Granny Rags that's obviously a really notable voice but it also has Chloe Grace Moretz in it she voices young Emily and Carrie Fisher is a, a voice uh, in the game as well although just as a voice from like a loudspeaker not voicing like a physical character who you meet so clearly no expense spared on the voice acting which is pretty good because sometimes you get like some super awful performances by some famous people who have been like asked to do voices in games uh, there's lots of like videos on youtube where you can go and look at like the worst voice performances that people have given um there's been like people who were in the alien movie franchise who have voiced characters in the games who sounded like they were basically half asleep and they couldn't give a shit so that's pretty nice that, that you get that i am playing obviously dishonored one or just dishonored as it was known um but what I really wanted to get into was Dishonored 2 because it has uh, the opportunity to play as Emily, the Empress's daughter, but when she's grown up. And obviously, um, I like playing as girl characters in games. Uh, not that I can't play as like a male character and still fully like empathise with them and enjoy playing as them because obviously playing the Assassin's Creed series, you basically have to play as a man in literally every single game and you can't even like customise that man or like um really change anything except like your coat you're playing definitely their store and it's quite linear except in syndicate where you can play as evie who is my favorite character in the series uh, because she just feels smaller and more stealthy and moves quicker so she feels like a better assassin um but i do like seeing like female characters with like magic powers and that's why i've chosen to play this game series um for the podcast because i like playing as like a, a girl witch um but obviously the first one is just as witchy in terms of like the amount of black magic and magical powers that are being discussed and used in the game but having said that i still can't wait to get to the second game also because i think your protagonist has a voice in the second game um i think in the second one uh, corvo was voiced by one of the voice actors from thief and i guess emily also has a voice in that game I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate, but we'll see when we get there. Um, 
obviously having like a, a non-verbal protagonist isn't something that I'm a stranger to. You don't have an actual voice in uh, Dragon Age Origins and you don't have, um, famously don't have a voice in the Half-Life series, which I really like the Half-Life games. But I feel like it's a bit weird for Corvo to not have a voice because he's definitely, like his character is definitely important to the game. Like he's the Empress's bodyguard and he doesn't say anything at any point, even when he's being like interrogated for her murder and he doesn't say like, Oh, actually, it was not me that did it. It was you guys. You planned it. You dicks. I feel like he should be able to say something, but he has no voice. Uh, so I'll definitely do an update on this and like catch people up. When, when I've unlocked like more of the powers, which look quite cool, there's one where if you kill someone, their body instantly turns to ash, which I just feel like would be so handy because then I won't have to move corpses around and like put them in shadowy corners like I'm some sort of weird hobgoblin who collects bodies um so i'm really excited about that and also as i get further into the plot and obviously into the dlc where you i think get to meet like more witches and more witchy characters i'll definitely update you on that i hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, remember you can get in touch via twitter which is at witchfix and by email which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com check the description box to see about like donating to my patreon or details about books that you can buy that i've written and i'll see you in the next episode bye